0: Hey y'all, this is Ryan Monso, and this is Talking About Them Cougars podcast from Goku's.com and Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Republic of Football podcast network. U of H beat Sam Houston 38-7, not that close. Sam, not that good. U of H played well. Let's see how they do going to Lubbock. Now, play the music. <laughs>
1: I'm Stuart Gus, official personal injury attorney of U of H athletics. Cougar athletes have to trust their coaches and teammates, whether it's going for it on fourth down, nailing that three point shot or trusting your teammate to hit that walk off home run. If you've been in an accident, big or small, do not go it alone. You can trust Gus to fight for your maximum recovery.
0: Call 866-TRUST-GUS today. TrustGus.com. Principal office, Houston, Texas. So you did some good things in this game. Still some problems. Penalties started coming back. But you shut Sam Houston down. They have one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. Their defense, not as good as promised. The U of defense played pretty well. You got out of there and did what you needed to do. You had a great meme, a real viral moment
1: with Ruben Unijay. That was impressive. That was the most impressive thing I've seen all night. Or actually all season. Let's just call it the highlight. From this team. That's your moment. How much liquid was that? At least a gallon.
0: A lot of coaches are coming under fire for not giving their players the hydration and the food and the, you know, you're coming off of this heat dome all summer and it's been so hot. But Ruben Unage really got the vitamins and everything he needed before this game.
1: Oh, well, that just proves that he is hydrated. Yeah. Maybe not so much afterwards, but going into it, he was ready, dude. That was incredible.
0: And I think cooler than that is he owned it, and he was having fun with it on social media. As he should. That was cool. Yeah, great. he totally should. But, you know, a lot of guys would run from that. But, no, you lean right in, and you have fun with it. Nothing more interesting than making fun of yourself, especially when you have a stage like that. Good for him.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't seen that much liquid on the field since the sprinklers came on fifteen years ago.
0: that's right at Robertson, at one half of the stadium yeah huh. okay, good
1: times so uh, give me your first impressions What do you think um hey, you know you did what you needed to do you beat a you beat a really bad team pretty well, of course, you know, I would love to see seventy eighty points, but you know that's just that's just me and it's I'm never satisfied that way, but I am satisfied that, you know, we got in, got out, um, with like effort. Um, I did like some of the new wrinkles that we saw in the offense and we'll get into that here in a minute, but I was, I was happy with that. I was happy that, um, the defense did not let, did not let up and give up too much stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first, the first drive was just wacky to begin with. It was just weird. I mean, it was their quarterback throwing P for Ks and then getting penalties left and right. It just was ugly. But then after that, they buckled down and made the place they need to make and, you know, get in there, get out. And uh, let's go on to the next one. You know, there's really not, you know, I watched it back some this morning and, you know, there's really not anything that you can see that say, Oh, well, If we do this just like that, then it's going to, you know, it's going to uh, it's going to play out like that against like normal Division one players. Um, Didn't see any of that. But some of the scheming that I saw, I saw play. I saw play uh, play calling that looked um, coherent. Um, I saw a couple of new wrinkles that I was that I was happy to see. Um, And I was really kind of excited to see them get the ball to people in space which we've Weird. been begging for for four years. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what stood out to me. And I believe we were fairly injury-free. So, there we go. That, too.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the only major one was Unijay.
1: Well, that wasn't an injury. That was just uh,
0: Yeah, but, it you know, hello. was something. I don't remember any other injuries. Uh, no torn obliques. I know that. No, no torn obliques. That just happened the week before and somehow played through it. And had his best game uh, yeah, right well, after I mean, the torn oblique, which seems almost impossible.
1: Yes. So, what do you think? What did you think of uh, of Donovan? How do you think he played? Well, I he, personally he, liked it. I thought he, he. I liked what they asked him to do, and he did it. Yeah. They asked him
0: to keep it underneath and let his playmakers go make plays. Yeah. And while you can't say they, you know, they broke a lot open. There, there was some playmaking. There was some nice plays. Um, I thought he had an okay game. I, mm-hmm. I think it's something he can build off of. I am fascinated to see what or how he handles this week going back to Lubbock. Dana said in his press conference that that's his job to get Donovan Smith's head right. And he said it twice. He said, that's my job. So he put it on himself. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious how this goes. I didn't, um, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Going back to play against the teammates you had one year ago, I think is kind of a big deal. That doesn't happen very often. True. Uh, Dana said that some other players have had this same issue with Tech and didn't handle it as well. And you can infer who you think that is. He did not put anybody out on blast like that. Okay. Um, U of H was tempo really early on. The first yeah. three or four snaps, they were popping. And I was like, oh, come on. All right. I want to see this, but then started subbing and Sam Houston started subbing very slowly. Uh, and so that kind of just stopped. And Dana's done that a few times in the last five years. Well, he'll just show tempo and okay, that was enough. Mm-hmm. And he did that again against Sam Houston. Um, he had 163 yards in the first quarter, which is the most you've had in a, ha- a quarter um, this year, save for the fourth quarter of Rice, where I mean, that's just a whole different thing. Um, and so you you did some things early, and you gave up that score, but, I mean, 35 yards of it was penalty, right? You had a pass interference, you had a, a rough in the passer, and you had an offside. Yeah. And Grant Gunnell, terrible, just very helton like like uh, quarterback play. Not Chuck Clements, 96, but, you know, I just really was not impressed with him. I wasn't impressed with really anything they did. Uh, no. I mean, they just Although, don't have D1 athletes, you know, FBS athletes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you brought it up as far as the, uh, the time-wasting deal. I yes, loved Sam. it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I loved it. I don't like it being employed against us, but I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's something we should do. Because I think it's something that frustrates the offense for
0: sure. I mean it's just like the falling down with your fake injury. Um uh, but you you know when you fall down they, they at least get to go to the sideline. With this they just have to stand out there and kind of wait.
1: Yeah, that and it interrupts is, your is, rhythm. I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant play and I, I hope I hope we take a page of that just to frustrate people and get them out of their game. Yeah, we'll see. Um I mean I'm sure I'm sure that that rule is going to change cuz p- some people are going to start using that. And use it more. I mean, I know, it's, I know it's something that's been used, but not to the extent that they did. I mean, they were literally just taking an entire unit off and walking. Yeah. I was like, man, I never thought about that. That's a, that's, a, that's a good tactic. So
0: I wrote this morning about the MVP of this team through four games. Who do you think that is? Who's your MVP?
1: Well, I mean, we are a punting school, so I mean. You can't choose the punter. Tell that to Iowa. They can choose the punter. True. I mean that is that they probably got like a forty page game plan for punting. Um man. I want to say Sam Brown, but then lack of touchdowns. Has not scored. Yeah. Um hmm. I see. Maybe Malik Fleming. He got a couple yeah, of that's interceptions. A good, that's a pretty a, good call. And a return. Yeah. I mean the the the, the fact that Nothing jumps out and there's really not a whole lot of great candidates kind of uh, very telling about where we are as a program right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just was thinking about it and thought, you know, when it's when you ask a question in your own head and you have trouble answering, that's weird. And I just did not, I could not point to one person specifically. And I ended up going with Parker Jenkins because he had the yeah. one game – of anybody that is memorable. And so, and he's run well. I mean, since he started, he's been introduced a little more and a little more, and then he gets a start. Right. Um, this week, I was very happy for Jamal Morris. Got his first start, maybe in his career. I don't know if he ever started a game at OU. I don't think he did. And he's the second or third highest tackler. He's broken up a couple passes. He covered a fumble. And, you know, he, he worked with us on the mental health story. And just a real good dude and he had a really nice game and Dana said today he's come a long ways and he just needs to stay focused um so yeah Dana also used the phrase dad gum when discussing jamal morris and uh ugwebu so that's new
1: oh huh. okay
0: yeah how about an ad for gus injury lawyers
1: I'm Stuart Gus, official personal injury attorney of U of H athletics. As you know, a great quarterback wins championships. If you've been injured in an auto accident, big or small, you can trust Gus to quarterback your case.
0: Call 866-TRUST-GUS-TODAY. Principal office, Houston,
1: Texas. All right, so now I want to talk a little bit about what I was, what I liked about watching the offense, that I think that's something that can carry over. Um, I saw in the post-game press conference where Dana had, had talked about, you know, a, speeding up the passing game a little bit, um, also adding some RPO elements and crediting um, Nagavi with bringing that to the table. Um, I was happy to, I was really happy to see that because finally, one one of the things that we've asked on here, I, we've talked about it on multiple podcasts over the years, we've written about it at least a dozen times. Is we want to see, and me personally, I want to see us get rid of the ball quick, get the pl- ball in playmakers' hands and space, and let it go from there. I, I'm, okay. you know, going deep. That's that's cute and that's fun and all, and and throwing the you know 15 yard outs or the slow developing plays that look really cool if you can pull it off and get somebody to block. That's all great. What I want to see, I want to see the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. I want to see decisions made quickly. Um, and that's exactly what we got in at least the first two to three drives um, throughout the first quarter and going into the second quarter. Didn't really go over the stuff too much in the second half because at that point, you know, you're just beating up bad players. But I like the tempo that we started with. We got the ball out of, out of our hands within two seconds, make a quick decision, and there was a couple of plays that um that Donovan took off running that he dropped back you can basically sit there and count 1 2 gone and the ball yep. is either gone or he's running so that's something that I think can carry over we saw that it can it can work and if you noticed if you noticed on go back and watch the replay notice on the handoffs we're showing an RPO look okay not just not just stepping back and handing the ball off you're stepping back with the intent to show an RPO look and then seeing Donovan run off like he's he's faking faking going around the outside, you're starting to see that a little bit. <clears throat> and I think that's going to help if you can continue to do that because it gives you, obviously, options. The number one thing that I've always wanted to do is I want to make players think, it didn't matter what sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, you name it if you can make somebody think golf? you can beat them golf I mean you okay. know I didn't know if that was it a- hey how many how much do you think Shambo is out there thinking good point, but anyhow, it gives us a lot of different looks and it gives us an opportunity to be able to kind of re gives us able gives us the opportunity to be able to do something in the play of the game if you have the option to pull it and run or if you have the option to step back and throw it or just or hand it off because. What we seem to be doing, what we, what, what everything looks like, is we just kind of randomly dial up a play and hope it works. Well, if you're giving somebody an option to make a decision, they can do it based off what the hell happens out there. I mean, if you got everybody crashing, pull it and run. You know, you don't like, you don't like the way the uh, the defense is set up. Just hand the ball off. Makes us a yeah. lot more, makes us a lot more flexible, and also. I know that Dana said in in the press conference that you know we do we we normally run we we have motion in our offense. we had a lot more motion in our offense guys moving pre snap coming across the line i love do i love seeing that because it makes the defense think and plus it's going to help the quarterback potentially identify where the coverage is going to be. Or who possibly is going to be blitzing? If you've got guys running, if you've got guys running with the um, with the uh, guy in motion, it's tipping you what they're going to do. Gives you a better idea of what the defense is going to do pre snap. And if you can have at least a hint of what they're going to do, it allows you to get the ball out a lot quicker. And if you can get the ball out a lot quicker, guess what? You neutralize some of your deficiencies up front that you have. It's not all just terrible blocking, that is a part of it, but it's also being back there holding on to the ball too long. I'm not 100% putting that on Donovan. I'm putting that on people asking him to make too many decisions that takes way too long to go through. So I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see something that looked coherent that can build off of each other. Um, you know, we threw a lot of, we threw a lot of balls out flat, um, threw a lot of balls and, and got the ball to players in space, which is perfect because you got to make defense make plays. And you know what? If you've got a if you've got quick speedy guys, get them the ball, get the ball in their hands any way you possibly can and get it to them where they can be going upfield and make somebody miss. If the other team makes a one-on-one tackle, so be it. Guess what? This is college. They're gonna miss tackles. I mean looking at our looking at our Statistics it shows we don't tackle really really well. If you hear Joey McGuire talking after this past week, they didn't tackle very well at all. So I think that's something that we can build off of as long as we keep if as long as we stick with this adjustment. Remember, it took we didn't we didn't figure out what we had until five games last year. Okay, well now we're in game four. Maybe we can apply it before game starts before game five starts instead of in the fourth quarter. Of game five.
0: Weird. I don't know. Sam Houston had eight first downs and eight punts. That's probably not very good, huh? Punter's going to have to ice
1: his leg. Yeah.
0: Um, really one of the ugliest punting games I've ever seen, but what, we're not really going to talk about that, Army. Um, U of H was good on third down, still did not make a fourth down, two of 11 for the year, um, but was good in the red zone. And that's something you have not seen much of this year, I they went five of six in the red zone. Um, the only one they missed was the end of half, I believe. And you scored a field goal in the first one after the offsides, uh, the false start by Unije. And then you, you converted quite a bit. And even though you go five of six, you're still last in the conference in uh, red zone chances, which I found just amazing that you could go five of six and still be last. But um,
1: that's impressive though. Yeah. You know, I mean <laughs> yeah. You
0: know. So let's talk about what we expect this week in Lubbock. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I expect. I have no Perfect. clue. Yeah. I just don't I feel like I have been saying this with this team all year, but I didn't I didn't know what to expect in Sam and it turned out they were much worse than I had thought. And I'll be honest, I didn't do any film prep on Sam Houston, didn't see a play. Before they came here and just looking at numbers, you thought they would be a little better on defense and they just weren't. Um, But with tech, they lose their quarterback. He's out six to eight weeks. I think I saw again. And Yeah. And so the backup or the guy that's going to start is Morton. He's a, he's a four star kid um, out of West Texas. Dana was raving about him, um, but they expect Tech to run the ball quite a bit. And you got to figure they're going to be hesitant to have the quarterback run much. Um, so I, I am less interested in what Tech does offensively than what they can do defensively um, with this run game, with this offensive line. Parker Jenkins, his I mean, he's still a true freshman, and he had a great game, but it's going to look a lot different um, on the other side of the ball from him.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that's scary about Tech is they've got another backup, and oh, backups have just gutted us the last few years. Okay. So that we got that going against us. I don't like that at all. I don't like that one bit. But, yeah, I, I'm concerned about how we hold up. Um, I'm concerned how we do against their defense. I mean, Texas Tech has had, you know, their, what are they, one and three now?
0: Something like that. I think they're one and three. They beat Tarleton, and they lost three yeah. close games. Does that sound right? That sounds right.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because they lost, they lost to West Virginia this weekend. Um, but the thing is, their defense isn't terrible. I mean, go looking at the they lost. They lost the first game to Wyoming, which you know that's not good. They lost it on the road. Then they come back, and, and then they're playing Oregon figure they're gonna get blown out of the water by Oregon, something along the lines of what happened to Colorado. But they played pretty well against Oregon. Yeah. They held yeah. Oregon they held Oregon to three offensive touchdowns. I mean it was going that game was going to the wire. They had a chance to win at the end of the game and they ended up throwing up what they threw a pick six or a fumble return for a touchdown to to make it make it look a lot worse than it was. But they held that they held that offense pretty well and that's a pretty good offense they've got going up there at Oregon. Um, West Virginia, uh, I don't I mean that was a low-scoring affair against a not-great team, but I don't know if we're any better offensively.
0: Any better I mean, than they were before they lost a the quarterback, or they are now, or both?
1: No, I don't know if we're any better than West Virginia offensively. Oh, okay. Yeah, my concern is us moving the ball against their defense.
0: Yeah, you have to wonder what they're going to try this week. Um I mean I think the the number is like 37, 36 and a half. It's really low. And these two offenses I, it could be a UTSA type 17-14 and you know, it's great to win that, but man, that's boring to watch. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'm struggling to figure out just what this team is and I'm looking at two weeks of who knows what to to write about and talk about after the Tech game. And so,
1: you know, I'm going to just leave you to do it. I'm sure we can make up something. Hopefully we'll have some, some positives to, to write about this week. I mean, I think, I think it's a golden opportunity to, to get a big win. I mean, Texas Tech has a long winning streak against us.
0: Yeah, since 2009, we have, U of H has not won in Lubbock since 1990. Thursday night game early in that season. Scored 50 or 51 um, back when ESPN Thursday night games were a big deal. So I'm curious. I'm I'm very interested to see what goes down. What else you got, Towns? Oh, basketball schedule. When's that coming out? Tomorrow, Tuesday. Whenever you hear this, it's coming out Tuesday. And once it does, I'm booking flights to wherever the hell U of H is going. Obviously booking (laughs) that flight to Kansas City to Lawrence first. And then figuring out everything else.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see that. That's that's uh, that's gonna be a big deal, man. We're, I'm really excited about basketball and seeing seeing uh all the new toys that we have. Um, I was
0: walking out of Fertitta Center from the press conference today um, through the tunnel to the back, the alley, and as I opened the door, said lathe came walking up. Said Lot, sorry, not lathe <laughs> Lot, and, but he had a shirt on, so he wasn't, you know super ripped guy that you see in Alan Bishop's photos on Twitter. Right. He's just a normal looking guy. And I swear you would, besides his height, his, his physical height, he was hidden under a sweatshirt and you just had no clue how massive that guy is. It's going to be totally different in a basketball uniform, but it was funny to me to see that he just didn't look that physically imposing walking down the ramp. Um, obviously going to look a lot different, uh, come a few weeks or whenever we get to see them maybe this week maybe next
1: yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how the team looks and you know just seeing all of it come together again kind of the whole i lo- I really like the basketball season because you get time to get into it you get time to see these guys evolve and develop and you know one one game isn't going to wreck the season two games isn't going to wreck the season um but seeing them them transform into being good in the NCAA tournament to playing NCAA tournament caliber teams every single night, and then going on the road and playing in insane environments that you just don't get where we where we've been.
0: I agree. So check us out, gokooks.com. You can find us on social and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, others, maybe, at GoKooks One and Dave Campbell's uh, at texasfootball.com the republic of football right there you can check out our show all the other shows around the state um, and our after show called after thoughts with daily cougar sports editor starnes leland who's getting better he's good he's getting better though so check us out thanks for listening not our best effort gonna be honest with you but you've made it this far so take us out Renew.
1: yeah boo!